Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored presented by my good friends over at Burns and McCoy. However, you're listening to it today on this podcast, just make sure you hit subscribe wherever you're listening. I just said that twice. I don't know why I said that. I'm nervous. I got a guest in front of me. I got a guest in front of me. He's very suspicious. And uh, make sure you share it with your friends and make sure you give it a great review. All right, today we're going to get into secret societies, underground bunkers, tunnels that go for miles into a a government base, aliens, lizard people, and people banging all over the place. What is it? It's the mystery of DIA, a.k.a. the Denver International Airport. But first, do yourself and your family, your friends a favor. Grab some Burns and McCoy. I love their hot sauce. Amazing hot sauce. They got dressings, too, mustards, margarita mix, Bloody Mary mix. Burns and McCoy is a family-run business. Their goal is to bring you only the best products made with the finest ingredients Food should be fun, and they provide that fun with each unique flavor profile they offer. Trust me, amazing products. They're available at all grocery stores in the front range, or check them out at burnsandmccoy.com. All right, I'm sitting down with a mystery guest. I know I don't have guests very often, but I'll put this guy up right next to Mark Schlereth and Chad Brown. I got Jeff, my neighbor. Look out. (laughs) Jeff works for a major airline that runs out of DIA, Denver International Airport. And it's funny because I've talked to you so much about these random things that go on at DIA. And when you when you Google just DIA and the myths and mysteries, there's a lot. And there's a lot that people believe in. And it's all weird. And I don't know if you've listened to the podcast often, but I've talked about flat earthers, I've talked about so many other random things, a Mothman, which I, I was talking to people last night. People believe that the Mothman is real still. Doesn't exist. <laughs> How do you know? I don't know. I've done studies, okay? Extensive studies. <laughs> um, so anyway, let's kind of dive into, how long have you been out at DIA? About 23 years. How long's the DIA? DIA been open? Uh, 26 years. Okay, so there's three years three that you years missed. Of unknown. Of unknown. <laughs> but you've, dug, you've been there so long, you see a lot of things, you hear a lot of things. So let's kind of start with the tunnels. Let's start with the tunnels. The tunnels. You've been down in the tunnels. I have. Okay. Multiple times. Do they go to Cheyenne Mountain? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Okay. On it. As far as I know, it goes from the main terminal out to what would be built as Concourse D. Okay. So it's just essentially the length of the airport. Correct. Which is roughly two miles-ish? About, about two miles. So what goes on in the tunnels? What's down there? We just had that major issue the other day where one of the trains... Do you, what was it, like a flat tire, and then it scraped up the, the track, and they had some major issues with that. But what goes on down there aside from moving luggage from one place to the other? So what else, uh, also goes on down there is there's a lot of maintenance work. A lot of the plumbing runs down through those tunnels. Um, obviously, any electrical. So it's kind of a mechanical chase in addition to actual tunnels that... Uh, Baggage personnel would be running bags from point A to point B on it. Okay. Both those tunnels kind of parallel the train tunnel that quite a few people have been in. They look very similar. 
Really? Yeah. So that you know of. That I know of. It doesn't go to Cheyenne Mountain. It does not go to Cheyenne Mountain. Hmm. Okay. Mystery still out there on that one. Thanks, Jeff. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So you got the tunnels, and people think that they go on and on and on and on. A lot of people think that there's aliens or lizard people that are in... in there's a lot of lizard people. <laughs> They're just people with bad personalities, is what you're saying? Uh, potentially. Because <laughs> people think that there's like a base of, if, if, if it's Armageddon, that, that that's the hub that all these rich people are going to be transported to is DIA. And there's an underground layer that that's where they're going to exist to, you know, wait out the apocalypse, which is just silly to me. So you're seeing no signs of that other, other than, you know, yeah, there's space down here. But, I mean, would it be logical from based on what you see? Would it be po even be possible it's Armageddon, whatever the heck is happening is happening, zombie apocalypse, we'll just say that. You want to hide out from the zombies and you want to go down in DIA. Could people exist down there for a long period of time? For an extended period of time, not unless they were supported by movement of food, water. It is somewhat climate controlled because of the depth of the tunnels down there. Just the geothermal radiation, I guess, would provide kind of warmth and cooling. There is no special filters or anything. They basically move outdoor air down in there. So, um, if, so in a in. nuclear situation, that wouldn't be a good idea because no. you're just going to be... Filtering in the, the contaminated oxygen or Correct. the air. Yeah. Correct. Interesting. So there goes that theory. So good on you. You just blew that out of the water. So you people that think that that's going to happen, based on Jeff, it doesn't seem logical. Unless they have some other things set up. But that, that's the thing is like people just assume that it's, it's so easy to build an underground layer like this. To kind of step back and go to the tunnel thing, think about how far DIA is from Cheyenne Mountain. That's ridiculous to think that the government hired contractors to build a tunnel to go from DIA all the way to Cheyenne Mountain and nobody noticed. Exactly. I mean, And with that, I think uh, the, for it to be realistic, you would have to increase the travel time from... Cheyenne Mountain to DIA on top of it. Because right now, the distance you're talking about is probably an hour and a half uh, in a tunnel mm -hmm. on it. Now, if you get someone like an Elon Musk that moves in, uh, builds some type of high-speed train, but everybody's going to see that build going on. Right. There's just no way ar around it. it it's, ju it's just fascinating. It's just one of those conspiracy theories where people just, they, they come to, this is the final product of what my conspiracy theory is, and then they don't put anything in between that and say, well, here's how it could happen. Well, it, it doesn't make sense that it could happen. And, but the problem is, is way too many people will believe that one. So we're going to say that you just debunked that one because it's stupid. <laughs> it's <laughs> I stupid. agree. I so agree. you've debunked two things. You debunked that, that there's a tunnel to Cheyenne Mountain. And there's, uh, you debunked that, that, that it's going to be a hub for the apocalypse. Okay, the only thing that I think that you could run away from at DIA is if there's a tornado. 
Yeah, right? it's a great tornado shelter. Right. So there we go. Thank you, Jeff. You're welcome. Okay, so we talk about, yeah, lizard people. I don't even know how the heck the lizard people thing started. That's just like literally pulling something out of your butt and just be like, lizard people, let's do it. Like, it's probably some guy starting a podcast. <laughs> those, those, those podcasters, you just can't trust them, Jeff. <laughs> well, and it, it's funny because to think that there would be a colony of either aliens or lizard people in the, I know that DIA is pretty far out there, but it's not as far out as people want to, you know, it's the people from downtown Denver or the people down in the Centennial area of Colorado. Uh, they're the ones that bitch and complain about driving anywhere. I, we live in Thornton. And I remember when I worked at the radio station, like Mark Schlereth and Mike Evans and all these people would complain if they had to do any sort of appearance or anything up around Thornton or Erie. And they're like, oh, it's so far. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not that far. From Thornton to DIA, it's what, 20 minutes-ish? It's about 30, 35 minutes, depending okay, on traffic. Just, okay, you just added 15 minutes to my I thing. apologize. But, uh, but I drive slow. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're a very responsible driver, <laughs> and that's good. He's the dick driving slow. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, it's, it's not that far, but I know people want to say, well, it's, these conspiracies could happen because... You know, it's so far out there, away from everybody. Well, there's houses, there's a lot of development now going on near there, and it's not that far from DIA. So to think that aliens and lizard people could be shuttled in and all this other stuff, or somehow they make it in there, is just preposterous to me. But that's the society we live in. You can just say just about anything without any foundation, and then somebody's going to believe it. Somebody's going to believe it. So the decor at DIA is a big, big one. And this actually helps with a lot of the conspiracy theories because the decor is just so crazy and just out there. What can you tell me about the art that exists at DIA? Because there's a lot of it, and a lot of it is really cool art. And, and maybe we just start with Lucifer, the giant, creepy-looking horse with red eyes, blue body, and a veiny anus, which I just, somebody, I googled Lucifer the other day, and somebody apparently took a close-up picture of the back end of the horse, and it's all veiny. It's disgusting. The, the amount of detail on this horse, I had no idea. But anyway, what do you know about Lucifer? And do you, when you drive in every day, do you, do you run right past it, the way you go in? Yeah, so I actually uh, parked maybe, I don't know, 100 yards from Lucifer, uh, that's the employee parking lot on it. Uh, as far as what I know is it was, again, part of the uh, enhancement of art within uh, city and county of Denver. Yeah. And uh, the artist that made Lucifer, unfortunately, or that started it, unfortunately fell while he was making it uh, and passed away from his injuries. And so his son finished it for delivery to the airport. I have not seen the veins on its anus, but definitely something I'm going to have to take a look at when I go in uh, one of these days. Sorry, guys. I was late for work. I was uh, checking out the veins on the, the anus of the horse. So uh, anyway, how's it going, guys? <laughs> Let's get to work. 
<laughs> it's so gross. I'm I'm upset that I saw it because it's like burned in my head. Lucifer pops in my head. That's the image that I see. I'm like, oh, he has a veiny anus. And now all of you listening are going to imagine the veiny anus. And you know what? You're going to Google it. I'm sorry. You are. You're probably doing it right now. You may have already done it. Anyway. All right. Before we get into some more of the art, I'm going to talk to you guys about grilling. I'm huge with grilling. Jeff, you probably see me all the time. I'm always out there. You grill all the time, too. Absolutely. Love it. And uh, my good friends over at Cinch, they got this amazing propane home delivery. They come to your house, pick up your old tank, and leave a fresh tank at your location that you select, whether it's your driveway, doorstep, or porch. When I did it a few weeks ago, I had them pick it up off my porch. Super easy. So new Cinch customers right now can get their first tank exchange delivered for just $10 when you use the promo code MILEHIGH at checkout. Again, MILEHIGH, that's all one word. Just go to cinch.com, that's C-Y-N-C-H.com, enter your zip code, order your tank, select a delivery date, make sure you use the promo code MILEHIGH, that's all one word, and then set your tank out for exchange. Super easy. Again, check them out at cinch.com, C-Y-N-C-H.com, and make sure you use that promo code MILEHIGH, all one word. All right, so we, we talked about Lucifer. It's creepy, disgusting. But in a sense, it's kind of cool. It's iconic. The red eyes freak me out. But once you get into DIA, they got gargoyles. They got paintings of dead babies, which is really bizarre to me. Because a lot of people are like, there's clues in here. You can you you follow this painting to this painting, and you're gonna find the Illuminati are here. Or you know, I, I think there's one painting where there. I feel like DIA is kind of embracing some of the conspiracy theories. I want to say there's like a painting with that has an alien in it somewhere. I thought I saw that somewhere. But either way, like they're just kind of running with it, and it's like it's a joke. But from the beginning, what do you know about the the whole art project that is DIA? So the art project was uh, initially launched uh, by Mayor Webb. Uh, multiple art projects throughout all of the buildings at, uh, within the city and county of Denver. Uh, at DIA, uh, one of the artists really wanted to depict oppression of different cultures around the world and in different countries. And you can actually kind of follow those through and watch different countries kind of progress both positive and negatively on it. Some of the pictures depict like a Nazi soldier highlighting the oppression of uh, the Jewish race back in the early late 30s, early 40s on it. And so when you really kind of stand back and look at it, you can really understand the message that he's trying to drive of all of this oppression, but it's up to the youth to really drive a better world where everybody has the opportunity to contribute to the world's society. I like how you said that it's a matter of taking a step back and looking at things, because I think just everything in general, people are looking too closely at things, and that's where things get you know foggy and blurred. And so, yeah, you take a step back and you look at the complete message, the idea of art, and it's art. Art is always... A fascinating thing and obviously art is interpretation and you know it depends on what how it's being viewed but like if you're just too, so focused on the fact that there's a dead baby in the painting you're gonna be like this is disturbing and creepy 
but if you look at the painting as a whole and how it compares to everything around it and be like, oh, I see what it's doing. The, the, the problem is, is like the conspiracy people, they see one thing and they just run with it. And like, like you were saying, the, the Nazi soldiers and stuff like that. And there was somebody that was talking to me the other day it was on it was on social media. Somebody, I'm sure, it's <laughs> direct true message then. direct messaged me about like the Nazi soldiers, and there's a reason why that there's a I can't remember what he said, but it was just ridiculous. I'm like, okay, whatever. That yeah, DIA is a hub for Nazis. Okay, whatever. You dipshit. Yeah, and there's a beaver in my front yard. You say real quick sidetrack. Jeff <laughs> decides to because you started this with your kids, right? Correct. There was a beaver. A beaver in your in your garage or wherever, and it was helped to control your children. Exactly, which we talked about. We've talked about a lot, but especially in episode two when we're talking about all the lies we tell our children. And I want to say my son still slightly believed it this year, and he's eight. And yeah, he's la- just like, last week he was checking around <laughs> in the plants to see if the beaver was hanging out. <laughs> Just to be honest with you. Oh, great. Well, I thought we were past it, but apparently we're not. <laughs> Thank you. But it's funny because you're like, oh, better not do that. The beaver's going to get you. <laughs> it works. It works. Uh, by the way, I was talking to somebody the other day that doesn't do that to their kids. They say Santa Claus. And by the way, again, if you're listening to this with your children, I, don't, I can't help you on that one. That's That's your fault. So he was saying that he doesn't, he told his kids that Santa Claus is just part of your imagination from the get-go. He said that. We just don't, you know, we don't believe in it. We just do it to help celebrate. And he never allows his kid to have that imagination or that fantasy of Santa Claus being real. It was just very interesting. But that's how he was raised. But his point is he wants his children to be more of critical thinkers on instead of putting something in the fantasy category and we'll just trust that it happens it for whatever reason he wants his kids to be able to think and analyze how things work and if you throw in those lies that clouds it for him. very interesting side of things i prefer to lie to my children i'm in agreement with you it's just it's just a lot more fun to be honest absolutely anyway <laughs> Even better is lying to the neighbor kids. Yeah, yeah, I know. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> I don't even know where we're at, Jeff. Oh, uh, we were talking about we finished the paintings. art project, uh, but we didn't answer picture about aliens. There is no, there isn't. There's no p- actual painting. They do have some temporary walls up where DIA has now put the alien on. Oh, okay. uh, and trying to. I guess brand it a little bit, get a little more popularity. I think it's fine. Yeah, to be honest, I, it's like it's poking fun of it. But then a lot of people are like, it's kind of like, what is that from? What was that movie? Usual Suspects. Yep. The yep. greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing people he didn't exist. Something like that. Yeah, I don't so, remember. I don't know. I'm probably butchering the the line. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. But the idea is, what perfect way to hide the aliens in the basement than saying, hey, there's a painting of an alien. 
There's no aliens here. We're just playing with you guys. And meanwhile, there's an alien right below your feet. I'm just saying. Just saying, Jeff. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. But I, not likely. <laughs> highly unlikely based on what I've seen. So what do you know about the Illuminati? Yeah, with DIA or what the Freemasons? Is it Freemasons or Illuminati or is it both? Is that uh, the same thing? I, I, I think know. it's it's both. I'm more familiar with the Freemasons and the time capsule. Um, so what's in the time capsule? So the time capsule was uh, placed either late '90s or early 2000s uh, with articles of you know what was happening in Denver. I don't remember all the articles. I was actually there. Uh, when they placed it, it uh, currently is placed on the south side of the main terminal. And all it is is a time capsule with artifacts, basically, of uh, what's going on then. Right, like maybe stuff from like Black Hawk or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Cool, okay. Well, so now that there's like a, there's like a plaque. Correct. And then people, I was reading this morning that some people will take their masons like if you're part of the freemasons or whatever and apparently they have a card <laughs> swipe a card card <laughs> i got my key card for my freemasons <laughs> let's see where it gets me and apparently some people have witnessed these people trying to swipe it over near the the um, plaque to see if it does anything i want to say it was like 2097 they plan on opening that sounds correct something like that uh, that they plan on opening it. But what's up with the gargoyles? So the gargoyles are actually in response to DIA's baggage system. The baggage system, obviously, when the airport first opened, had significant issues. And the city started thinking, well, maybe this building has you know, issues. And oh. I think that's where some of these stories actually manifest from. Uh, but the city decided as part of their arts program they'd bring in gargoyles that, that would help spook away the bad spirits and protect people's baggage. Uh, obviously, they haven't met some of the ramp professionals that I know that uh, <laughs> bounce a few bags off of uh, the back of bag belts, goodies like that. There was a point where they felt that there was something supernatural preventing the, the progression of the baggage. Correct. They're just like, listen, it's not working. Maybe it's ghosts. Maybe it's ghosts. We don't know. Now, that being said, you've been around that whole place for 23 years. Have you ever seen anything spooky? Um, well, I have seen things spooky, but uh, nothing supernatural. Oh, you just um, seen <laughs> Okay. So, You're wandering around by yourself. I wander around by myself. What have um, you seen? Well, I have seen... Uh, boy, you want to talk about spooky. There have been instances of employees making relations at the airport. Mm. Uh, definitely, maybe inappropriate, not spooky. That sounds it. exciting. Please go on. <laughs> Details. And now we got uh, the other uh, Huff showing up. So, uh, <laughs> as we also talk about lot lizards or oh, airport yeah. lizards, there are a lot of lizards there on it. We actually have names for a few of them. Wait, so like employees or or people that frequent there? That are essentially contracted <laughs> prostitutes. Some, some, I would assume, are all employed because you have to have credentials to get okay. into secured areas. Now, I've seen male and female come out of a shared restroom together. 
don't know what's going on there. I have uh, an idea, but you know. yeah, there's a good idea, uh, <laughs> but we won't get into the details there. Have come across uh, one situation which a couple employees were engaged in other activities within a baggage cart, and the bag cart was rocking back and forth. <laughs> Not really sure what that was all about. Maybe he was tying our shoe or something. Right. Wait. So, how big is a baggage cart? Uh, they're about uh, seven foot long and about uh. Four, four and a half feet wide. <laughs> about the size of a full mattress. Oh, that's a good, good okay. comparison there. Wow. Okay. What do you do in that situation? Just keep on walking? Uh, yeah, you just kind of keep on moving. And then uh, just remember that date. And about nine months later, oh, you, God. you have a good idea of what, <laughs> what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fascinating because... I don't think I've ever walked in on that, but I've, yeah, yeah, ugh, God. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable. Yeah, well, especially if you make eye contact on accident. Exactly. Oh, God. Sorry, Todd. <laughs> Keep going. Good job. <laughs> Pat on the back. Wait, no. You're all sweaty. <laughs> That's gross. You were saying something the other day when I was talking to you about people living at DIA. What's yeah, that about? Yeah. So one of my projects was actually to remove the existing bag system out of DIA and replace it with a high-speed sorter. In doing that work, we did find multiple mattresses and or kind of made mattresses, plastic bags that were, you know, stuffed with papers and goodies and then walls that were constructed out of cardboard up in the bag systems because it had been turned off. So either lizard people are living up there or uh, you know, some of the lower paid individuals, some of the janitorial staff, I'm assuming just because of the distance between the airport and where they live, they wanted you know, a place that they could go lay down, sleep until their next shift. Because a lot of those people are so low paid that they're working multiple jobs. Mm-hmm. And this becomes a, an area that they can uh, go get the sleep that they need. On wow. It. And That's... we found about eight or nine of those kind of habitats up in the bag system, uh, which is about 20 feet above your head when you're down in the tunnels. Um, oh, really? So it's interesting that you know they find ways to scurry up the wall and then... Bring all this in and basically build their own habitat. Wow. That's, that's, it's, one, it's impressive in a sense, but it's really sad because it's like, yeah, they're not making jack squat. So they're just trying to make the best of the situation and be like, well, I'll just sleep wherever I can sleep. Wow. That's, that's, that's kind of sad. That is sad on it. And that, that kind of happens to, like you were saying, the low-end, quote-unquote, low-end employees. And, you know, they kind of get screwed over and they can't survive. But good on them, I guess, in a sense, saying, you know what, I'll just do what I got to do. Yeah, they're kind of like any human, right? They have learned to adapt to their environment. And, you know, that's what it looks like to them. Wow. That's, that's crazy trying to think there's i want to say there was something else i wanted to get into with you oh uh uh golf golf oh yeah so 
Again, uh, as I've kind of perused just about every corner of the basement level, there's a couple of sections that are kind of tucked away. And in getting back into those areas, uh, what I had discovered was some very creative employees had actually pulled down cargo netting from the bag system because it was no longer being used and strung it from the roof, uh, tied them together basically to make a giant netted cage and then brought in uh, a nice little green driver mat uh, to drive some golf balls off of. And They had a selection of clubs down there, not sure where they picked them up, uh, and then brought in about two dozen golf balls and you know, when they have downtime, I guess they go down there, practice their swing. So if you're missing a golf club because you went be to DIA, DIA, there's a good chance somebody was using it. <laughs> that's annoying, but that again, that's very creative. I mean, if it's not being used, exactly any of that, except for the golf club, somebody would want to be using that. But wow, that's funny. So they essentially built a top a top golf <laughs> in the basement of DIA. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so we go circle back. There's lizard people there at DIA. Absolutely. But they're just jerk hole people. Yeah. Also known as lizard people. There's also lot lizards, apparently, that are employed. Apparently. <laughs> apparently. The art is just art. So it's not saying anything about the mysteries of DIA. It's talking about our world. So put that to rest. The tunnels don't go to Cheyenne Mountain for the Department of Defense. They don't go there. They go about two miles, that's it, to the perimeter, essentially, of the airport. Correct. There is top golf down there. There is top golf. Quote-unquote, unofficially. <laughs> Unofficial. It's the bastard child of, of top golf. But you can go down there. If you work there, well, or did you guys have to tear it down? We, we actually tore it down on it. Uh, no fun, police. Exactly. But that was after, you know, you take a couple of swings. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> we got to make sure it's safe to take down. So let's just swing. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Gargoyles are because somewhere people believe higher up that Hey, maybe there is some supernatural now, stuff there, going on. There is some credibility to the supernatural uh, piece. If you've ever walked from the main terminal over to the A concourse, the mm -hmm. bridge that leads yep. over, as you're walking over that, you'll hear kind of faint drums beating on it. And that's actually the city piping in music to try and calm the spirits, if you will. Really? Really. Uh, it's believed that Potentially, there was an Indian burial site where DIA was built, and so they've had shaman come in and try and you know calm the spirits, and then they play the beating drums as well. So, so you can hear it? Absolutely. God, I want to go there and just try to just hear it, just to see, but okay, that's interesting. So there is some acknowledgement of supernatural. I like that they're just like, hey, it's out there. There's no harm in doing that, yeah, by the yeah. way. Whether you believe it or not, it's not hurting anybody to do that. It's just, if anything, it's just kind of relaxing. You know. it, it is actually very peaceful when you kind of uh, walking over. The airport tends to be a very high-stress situation. Yeah. You know, people are worried about their travel, a lot of things going on, kids are screaming, uh, running around. 
Yeah. Um, you know, planes might be late, list goes on and on and on. And just to kind of have that moment to kind of. I do like going that direction because it's usually not as busy. Yeah. And you don't have 400 people trying to pack on a train that's going to break down in two minutes. <laughs> I would like to say that doesn't happen, but it just did. <laughs> and Did that get repaired? Uh, it did get repaired. Normally, that train, the outages on that train actually happen more so than what's uh, communicated out. Okay. Uh, but DIA has gotten really good at uh, routing trains around it and keeping people moving. But definitely an area of opportunity I think DIA could address to prevent those mechanical failures. Well, that's interesting because there have been plenty of times when I've been traveling and I see that, you know, like you get the tape around a certain area because it's it's blocked off. Yep. I'm guessing yep. that's the case. Is hmm. All right. So one thing, uh, uh, if you could put in a good word for me at DIA, so if I could be the train guy at least for a week, the train is arriving. Hold on, please. Is that still Alan Roach that's the voice, or did they change it? No, they change it now. About once every quarter, I think, the voice actually changes. Uh, the best voice, obviously, at this point, in my opinion, has been Alan Roach. Mm -hmm. Because it's, Right now, it's Mayor uh, Hancock okay. on it. I, I like that. And, and Alan Roach, his voice is just so like, oh, shit. <laughs> Pay <laughs> attention. <hold> <laughs> Like, oh, whoa. even my kids, they're like, oh, they're like grabbing on to whatever. I don't want a super friendly voice on that. You I want an assertive. A, assertive, like, shit could go down. Hold on. Exactly. Right? <laughs> Hold on to fucking something. That's going to be great. <laughs> Concourse B coming up. Fucking hold on. <laughs> I think that'd be great. I'm just, put, that's my demo tape <laughs> right there. I like it. <laughs> All right, it's Jeff, the neighbor. I've talked about him a lot, a lot. Uh, have you worn my shirt yet? I have not worn it yet. I'm waiting for the right moment and the right place <laughs> before I wear it, and I will uh, snap a picture and throw it out there on social media. There you go. I, it's funny because uh, I have hats coming, too. I don't know what they look like officially. And hats are such, I don't know about you, do you wear hats? You don't, you don't really wear hats very much. The only time I really wear a hat is uh, when I'm out at work, uh, oh. just to keep the sun off me. Yeah, so I'm very picky with hats, because some hats just look dumb. And I'm really nervous, because I saw it on, you know, when you order them online, and you make, you design them, and it looks cool, but I've done that before, ordering on nfl.com and get a cool hat and then i get it home and i'm like this looks so fucking stupid so i'm i'm nervous about the the hats but yes you guys you can get your hands on some merch coming up soon i i'm already out of my shirts i jeff you can see i got stacks those are designated for a bunch of people uh and i'm supposed to get more merch coming your way i'll let you guys know i'm probably going to I think I might do a couple contests. Like if you listen, I need listens. I need listens and clicks and all that shit for the podcast. And I'll probably do something like whoever can get the most likes or whatever on, on something that I post uh, will be great. And you could possibly win. And then I'll also, I might do an appearance somewhere 
uh, maybe down the street. It's on the corner. On the corner. <laughs> Scott's on the corner. Work in the again. corner again. Hi, <laughs> you're going to DIA. <laughs> I'm a lot lizard. I'll have to go out there, uh, try and do my uh, selfie uh, with Lucifer's anus or something. <laughs> Dude, if you could do that, that would be epic. <laughs> like, you're just pointing up at it. Like, look, it's Bainey. <laughs> You know, see what I can get done. How many of you listening right now have already Googled Blucifer's anus? Probably like 100% of you. Okay? Just throwing that out there. You've all done it. You're all guilty. Uh, you all feel shame. All right. Jeff, thank you so much for sitting down. This was great. It was a lot of fun. And I think we kind of went through everything that's out there. Plus, you guys learned that there's a lot of just banging going on over at the DIA. <laughs> Is it still that way? Yes and no. It uh, kind of depends on oh the gr groups that are kind of moving through there. You tend to get a lot of um, specific, I guess, personalities that move through there. Yeah, um, little horn dogs. They they stay for a while and then uh, for some reason they have to leave. Their wife finds out or something, and <laughs> yeah, God. So stupid. Yeah, they, they are stupid. Uh, that did actually. That I never caught him, but there was people at the radio stations that were doing that. Not not at the fan, but with some other stations. And then you're like, "Well, why is so and so not here anymore?" Well, he got caught doing something, <laughs> or somebody, I should say. Like, God, don't want to get in the details. Don't anyway. Okay. All right, thank you guys so much for tuning in to DeHuff Uncensored. Make sure you subscribe, however you're listening to it today. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share it. Make sure you give it a nice review if you're able. Thank you so much to Burns and McCoy. Check them out at burnsandmccoy.com. And thank you so much to Cinch. Go to cinch.com, C-Y-N-C-H.com. Don't forget to use that promo code MILEHIGH, again, all one word, at checkout, to get that first propane tank exchange for only $10. All right, guys, let's keep moving forward. Talk to you next time.